Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 7, Prophets Warn. The region of Israel stands at the centre of surrounding empires. Now the land in the north that God has given to ten of Israel's tribes is lost to the empire of Assyria, who take the poorest captive and start to populate Israel with its own people. These people become known as Samaritans. While in the south, two tribes take the title Judah, continuing the family line and the house and dynasty of David. Now Judah remains vassal to the empire of Assyria, while King Josiah attempts to reform the land spiritually. But Judah's people are still unfaithful to God, and prophets continue to warn that their days in the land are numbered. Episode 3 Judah Wars Against Egypt An old scroll is found in the temple and read to King Josiah, who now has Moses' laws read to everyone. In the fulfillment of a 300-year-old prophecy to Israel, King Josiah destroys Israel's rival temples and priests. King Ashurbanipal dies and the Chaldean prince Nabopolassar declares Babylon's independence. Assyria is now in a weakened state under the leadership of Ashurbanipal's son, Sinsarikan. So, Nabopolassar leads his army in an attack on the Assyrian capital city of Nineveh. The Chaldeans gain territory for Babylon and ally with Media, while Assyria loses power in the region. God tells the prophet Jeremiah to buy some linen shorts, underclothes, and to put them on, but not to wash them. He is to hide these dirty shorts in rocks near the river Euphrates. Later, God tells Jeremiah to fetch the dirty shorts, but they are ruined. God says that this is how he will destroy the pride of Judah and Jerusalem. Israel and Judah were meant to hold tightly to him, like the waistband of the shorts. Again, Jeremiah warns the people of their pride. Now, Nabopolassar leads a second attack on Nineveh with his ally Media. This time, the city falls. Empress Sinsariskan is killed. The Assyrians retrench to Haran in Syria to regroup under a new general. Now, Pharaoh Necho leaves Egypt on the 600-mile trip to support his Assyrian allies. His army marches through Judea and King Josiah decides to engage with him. Pharaoh sends messengers saying that God is with him and Josiah should not join the battle. But Josiah doesn't listen or consult God and disguises himself and fights Egypt in Megiddo, Armageddon. Here he is shot by an arrow, brought back to Jerusalem and dies. The Egyptian army continue to Haran. Now Josiah's younger son, Jehohazaz, meaning God holds, is made king by the people instead of his older brother. He is just 23 and repeats pagan practices condemned by God. The prophet Jeremiah says that Jehoahaz will die in a country where he will be taken away captive. And Jeremiah says that the people of Judah are not to mourn him. Jehoahaz reigns for just three months. Now Pharaoh Necho positions his army in Riblah, Syria, and joins Assyria in a last stand at Carchemish. The battle continues, and Nabopolassar puts his son Nebuchadnezzar in charge. Meanwhile, Pharaoh Necho sends for his vassal, King Jehoahaz of Judah, and takes him prisoner. 
Jehoahaz is put in chains and later taken to Egypt, just as the prophet Jeremiah had foretold. So Pharaoh Necho appoints a king of Judah. The time is now around 600 BC. Pharaoh Necho makes King Josiah's eldest son, Elikim, king and vassal to Egypt. And Pharaoh renames him Jehoiakim, meaning he whom Jehovah has set up. Jehoiakim places Pharaoh's heavy tax burden on Judah, but builds a new palace for himself. Now the prophet Jeremiah delivers God's message to the people in the temple. He gives them a chance to change, saying God would change his plan of destruction. But if they continue to defy God, he will repeat what happened in Shiloh in the time of Samuel. Jeremiah speaks against the state and calls individuals to decide. Now the priests, false prophets and leaders want to kill Jeremiah. But because he spoke to them in God's name, the people decide not to have his blood on their hands. You can read the stories in the books of 1 and 2 Kings and 1 and 2 Chronicles and in the books of the prophets Zephaniah and Jeremiah. The stage of each Bible story adds volumes to its meaning. It's useful to have a map of the Middle East to plot out the geography where the stories took place. Because the stories take place over time and there have been different nationalities, a place name can change even throughout the Bible story. For example, when the Greeks were in power, they started to give places Greek names, Alexandria, Antioch, etc. And the tribal references in the Bible give context to attitudes and attributes because of events already mentioned in the story. If a tribe is mentioned in the Bible story, then that person is carrying the tribe's DNA, their story, their history, though their character is unique to them. In the Bible's ongoing family tree, there are those listed who are not from the tribes of Israel, who are outside Abraham's lineage. In Hebrew culture, if you are adopted into a family, this graft, this covenant, this joint is unbreakable and irrevocable. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.